Hello, everyone. I am Matt Williamson. You probably know that by now. Follow me at Williamson NFL. Go check out my article this week talking about some changes I would strongly consider. We'll see if that happens or not. But we're here today to talk about when the Steelers have the ball in Indianapolis. And as you know, I read off a lot of stats that I dig up. I dig all this stuff up myself all over the internet. And what you need to know most about this indie defense is think Seattle Legion of Boom. You know, a single high safety, two big corners on the outside, cover three, high, high, high percentage of zone, very little blitz, four-man rush. And their player acquisition is important. Like, if you go look at their draft history the last couple of years, they draft athletes. They look good coming off the bus. They use early picks on D linemen because they don't blitz a lot. And they tr- they draft dudes that look great. Tall, long, real long arms, good testers, you know, really good athletes. And their coaches have to, to coach them up. And the defense allows a lot of yardage, short stuff, etc. But they have a ton of athletes that get to the ball. They, they cause a lot of fumbles. They've created a lot of big plays. They have a lot of defensive touchdowns this year. They have a lot of sacks this year, but they're not real physical. It's it's like the polar opposite of the Patriots last week. You, you can move these guys off the ball. You know, they want to get you in third and long. They want to create big plays, and they're good at it. But you can move the ball consistently, and you have to be patient. So I think the Steelers will bring out a lot of heavy personnel and bang them, really. Short stuff, bang them. A lot of Deontay quick hits, like the, the end of Ben era. So let's dig in here. Um, the Steelers are producing just 4.9 yards per play. That's only ahead of Vegas and Arizona. How bad is that? But over the past three games, they're up to 5.2 per offensive snap. The Colts allow 5.2 for the season, but 5.5 five yards per play over the past three games. Indianapolis allowed 6.8 yards per play last week against the Bengals. Only three defenses allow more points per game than the Colts this year, but only five are producing less than the Steelers' offense. So something has to give there. Steelers still are, in 11 personnel, a very high percentage of their snaps, fifth most in the league. But as I mentioned, teams are attacking the Colts with power. The Colts' defense is facing 12 personnel, one back, two tight end, the seventh highest rate in the league. I would expect this not to be a big three-receiver day for the Steelers. The Steelers turn a set of downs into a new set of downs just 66% of the time. Only five offenses are worse. For the season, Pittsburgh is throwing the ball 55.6% of their snaps. Only eight offenses throw at a lower percentage. And they are at 52% over their past three games. Only four defenses are seeing... Only four defenses are seeing a higher percentage of run plays than Indianapolis's. So, you know, I think that's what you're going to do. You're going to get heavy and you're going to run the ball like everybody has against the Colts. The Steelers have 28 games with fewer than two touchdown passes since 2022. That's the most in the league. Probably doesn't surprise you. Of the 46 quarterbacks that have attempted 75 passes a season, Trubisky's 5.5 yards per attempt is only higher than Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Tim Boyle, and Bryce Young. Since 2022, 34.6 of Trubisky's passing yards have come after the catch, which is the lowest percentage of quarterbacks with at least 200 passing attempts. 
Some of that is bad route concepts, you know, a lot of coming back to the football, et cetera, et cetera. Some of it is accuracy problems for Trubisky. Opposing passers are getting the ball out of their hands in 2.49 seconds against Colts. Only two defenses face a quicker time to throw. Jake Browning threw for 275 yards against Indianapolis, despite leaving the game briefly with an injury. His average time to throw in that game was just 2.52 seconds. So that is key. Now, with Trubisky, when he gets the ball out of his hands in 2.5 or less, he's 35 of 50 for 315 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. When he holds the ball for 2.5, he's 16 of 34 for 148, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Getting the ball out of his hands in this game is paramount important. Pittsburgh's nine passing touchdown is tied with the Jets for league low, and only the Giants and Cardinals are producing fewer passing yards per game. Against the Patriots, Pickens and Johnson were targeted a combined 13 times, catching eight passes for 76 yards. Johnson was on the field for over two-thirds of the Steelers' running plays between week 8 and 13. Against New England, he was only out there for 25% of their run plays. That's a tell. Pickens has aligned on the perimeter, 85% of his snaps. Of all receivers with at least 50 targets, that's the fifth highest percentage in the league. Johnson isn't far behind at 80.3. That's the 12th highest rate. The Colts are giving up the 10th highest yards per game to receivers aligned on the outside. But Johnson's finished with 57 or fewer yards in five straight games, which is kind of remarkable. Pickens has seen six or fewer targets and is averaging 38.1 receiving yards in his last seven, which is also kind of remarkable. In Cincinnati three weeks ago, Pat Fryermuth was targeted 11 times, catching nine of them for 120. In his other seven games combined, he has 26 targets for 15 catches and 107 yards. Fryermuth did run a route on 83% of the team's dropbacks last week. Uh, his highest rate since week two, he ran his route run rate was just 62% and 67% the previous two weeks. So they, he was running routes, they just didn't. Give him football in that game. Only one offense is utilizing play action at a lower rate than the Steelers. That makes my brain hurt. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk running game and pass rush in a minute. I can use a sip of water. So the Colts did not record a sack last week. Remember, the Bengals got the ball out quick. However, not only does Indianapolis have 13 different defensive players with at least one sack this season, but they have four with over five sacks. Only one other team has four players with five sacks or more. The Colts are also recording a sack on 8.4% of opposing dropbacks. Only three defenses are better. However, the Steelers have only given up 27 sacks this season, which is eighth best in the league. That might surprise you. The Ravens and Chargers are the only teams with more sacks than Indianapolis this year. The Colts gave up 125 receiving yards to running backs last week, including a 54-yard touchdown to Chase Brown. Against the Patriots, Harris and Warren combined for 19 carries for 40 yards. 
Trubisky led the team with 30 rushing yards. For the season, Harris leads the Steelers with 690 on 171 carries, where but Warren's right behind him at 612 with 109 carries. No one else on the Steelers roster even has 55 rushing yards. I told you this before, they ran seven plays last week with Harris and Warren on the field together. No other game had that happened more than two snaps. I'm hoping to see more of that. Now, Harris has yet to receive a 60% snap share in any game this season, while Warren has gotten a 50% snap share in just two games. The Lions are the only other team in the league with two running backs with over 800 total yards. Since week nine, only Christian McCaffrey and Rashawn White have more yards for scrimmage amongst running backs than Warren. Harris has not yet had a game this season with 20-plus carries after having 13 during his first two seasons in the league. Over the past seven games, Colts have given up 1,029 rushing yards. That's 147 per game. For the season, only five defenses are worse on an EPA per rush standpoint. Only the Panthers have allowed more rushing touchdowns this year than Indianapolis. When these teams met in week 12 of last year, the Steelers ran for 172 yards. Since week seven, the Steelers are averaging 133 rushing yards per game. That's fifth over that stretch. To just the running back position alone, Indianapolis is giving up the fifth most rushing yards per game, as well as the fifth most receiving yards. Joe Mixon and Chase Brown combined for 230 yards last week. Get the ball to Warren and and Harris, but this should be a huge Warren game. Over the Steelers' two-game losing streak, the offense is a combined 7 of 25 on third down and 1 of 4 on fourth down. Colts' defense has played 919 snaps this year. Jolian Blackman hasn't missed a single snap. He's a really good safety. Kenny Moore has missed just six really good slot corner. Who's going to be a free agent after this year? Might look good in black and gold. Rodney Thomas II has played 860, and Zaire Franklin has played 839. DeForest Buckner at 655 is the only other player with more than 566 snaps. I don't love tackle stats, but Franklin has eight games this year with 12-plus tackles. That's the most in the NFL. 9.3 of Pittsburgh's offensive plays have come within the red zone, 31st in the league. Last thing for you today, per EPA, only the Chargers have faced a more difficult slate of defenses this season than the Steelers. So please don't forget that they faced the hardest, second hardest set of defenses you can face in the NFL in 2023. Not many excuses, just facts. Over and out. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.